All right, so typically at this point, we would be doing a Secure the Bag segment with our fellow co-host, Mr. Taylor Bagley, but he is not in the office today. He uh, is unfortunately out feeling a little ill, so send him some wishes. Shoot him a little uh, LinkedIn message. Say, hey, Taylor, hope you're securing the bag today. Feel better. Yeah. We love you, Mr. Taylor. Instead, we're just going to do another business casual segment. So, Tyler... What we're chatting about today is Walmart. Walmart, being the largest private employer in the world, uh, makes it uh, you know it makes its business decisions incredibly consequential, especially in the United States, mm. uh, for you know how their business practices will affect millions and millions of working class people. Uh, a Walmart in Fayetteville, Arkansas, because of COVID nineteen. And, uh, you know, I think just broader decision makings for the future of retail that were sort of reaffirmed because of COVID. This Walmart in Fayetteville, Arkansas, is now going 100 percent cashierless to test a new checkout flow for the post-pandemic retail landscape. So basically what's going to happen is cashiers and standard conveyor belts are going to be gone from the store. And instead, they're going to introduce more options for self-checkout kiosks. Now, how this is going to work logistically is that uh, Walmart says to some degree workers or uh, cashiers will still exist, but instead will be more like the ones that patrol around the uh, self-service area. And if you need help, would come to help you. Uh, However, there's not going to be one posted at every station or anything like that. Um, so they'd be able to help out anyone with disabilities or anyone who uh, you know, does not have the capacity to uh, operate the self-service machine for any reason. Walmart also says this is an attempt to see if they can make checkout times faster and to try to limit close quarters human contact mid-pandemic. I'm sure there's also going to be some queuing uh, necessities involved with this transition and uh, distancing with waiting in line. I'm, I'm pretty sure all of that will be part and parcel with this. Uh, this is also coupled with a touchless pay experience that Walmart has been testing, which is called Walmart Pay. Basically makes scanning and paying a self-service process via an app instead of a kiosk or the more traditional cashier. So we're seeing one Walmart test this out in an attempt to potentially roll it out nationwide for a touchless future or at least a cashierless future for Walmart. What are your immediate thoughts on that? This is interesting because I think that if cashierless is going to make advances, then it needs to look different than maybe every experience I've ever had with a cashierless thing where it's pretty much impossible to use cashierless with more than what, like 15 or 20 items because you're like bagging them yourself and you have like two spots for bags, right? So like if when I think about people going to Walmart, I think people go to Walmart for anything and everything that they need, right? And so you have like 50 items or whatever, uh, like bagging those and that sort of thing. I don't know that that's going to speed up checkout times unless you can have like your own kind of conveyor belt type deal, um, you know, have more options for like where you can place bags and, and whatnot. Because right now, right, the general experience is you put stuff in a bag, it registers because there's like a scale on the, you know, on the bagging area, it registers, okay, you've bagged this item. But if you were to take that bag off, it freaks out, right? Like the thing is like, put your items back on the scale thing. Right. And <laughs> right, so, right. 
<laughs> so if you want, if a store like Walmart's going to want to move towards a more cashierless method, they're going to have to solve some of those issues, right? So I'm, I'm curious to see what that's going to look like. And, you know, maybe Walmart Pay is a better avenue to go for this because it enables you to pay for things, you know, scan them and pay for them, like as you put them in your shopping cart, right? Similar to those, those Amazon stores that were kind of along the same lines. And so that's, that to me represents maybe a more feasible way forward for people that are actually practically going to shop at Walmart and go get all like 500 things that you need from any trip from at a Walmart. You know what I mean? So that's my initial reaction is, okay, yeah, like I, I think that this is great. I, uh, you know, I, I, I do sympathize with the fact that like, okay, maybe more cashier jobs are going to disappear as a result of this. But if Walmart's looking to, okay, how can we improve the process? More self-checkout, that's great. But there's going to, there are going to have to be equipment and kind of hardware changes along with this. And the way that we check out is going to have to change in terms of what self-checkout actually looks like in order for this to be successful. Yeah, that's a great point. Um, you know, often in conversations I have with our clients, for example, uh, when we talk about the touchless future or um, how technology is supposed to evolve post-COVID, uh, people like to bring up Henry Ford and say, you know, people would have told Henry Ford to uh, come up with a faster horse instead of a car. Uh, I think that's like the classic analogy that gets brought up. But, you know, I, I think it does make sense. And like, yes, you don't really know what you need until you think outside of the box or yeah. you you try to imagine uh, something that doesn't exist yet. Right. So if we talk about what cashierless looks like and we try to remove it from uh, our notion of the touchscreen kiosk or even just the logistics of uh, the user journey of that kiosk, I think it could open a lot of doors. Uh, my concerns are more on the the staffing and the labor concerns of what this means for Walmart uh, and Walmart workers, mm -hmm. which is typically where my head goes with these kinds of uh, stories. But certainly, I want to uh, I want to bring up quickly here just some consumer reactions because I think uh, you know as much as. Uh, the Walton family and just the shareholders that have a stake in Walmart really do at the end of the day have the final decision on what happens to Walmart or not. The consumers are probably next in line uh, in deciding like, okay, well, we want to make sure people continue to shop at Walmart. So what they're saying will slightly influence our decision making. So um, this is from a different article that I found online uh, on Mashed. I encourage you all to give it a look-see. has some cool quotes on there. But there were some feedback from customers that they cataloged on there I thought were worth sharing. So many customers on social media are expressing excitement about the changes, excited for, uh, you know, uh, a quicker shopping experience to integrate this with Walmart Pay. However, there are also customers that are expressing um, frustration with the change. Uh, here are some of the quotes. So uh, the article mentions one person who said, uh, if Walmart wants you to check out, then the company needs to pay you to do that since it's, quote, working for them. I thought that was interesting. Very um, interesting. Someone else wrote that this change makes it impossible for older people to shop uh, who uh, might struggle with using the machines either functionally or just maybe don't even have the physical strength to be sliding every single item across the kiosk. Uh, someone else on Facebook uh, for the Fayetteville store said, I self-check on many occasions when I have a few items but do not want to check myself with a full cart. Yes. I will not be back until there is a change. That's what they said. Um, so, 
you know, you see some mixed responses there. I I think the the concerns are more on like I want Walmart to serve me as a customer, and if they are changing their um, hmm. if they are changing their workflow in a way that means I'm going to have to do the work myself, then, you know, why am I even going there? I want someone to check this out for me because mm-hmm. that's part of the convenience. So, uh, you know, yeah, that, that speaks to, I think, uh, an undercurrent of, of a consumer mentality that has been consistently reaffirmed over the last several years as more and more and more large companies and services with the capital to do so roll out programs or solutions that uh, streamline the consumer process in a way that is uh, you know focused on lower costs and faster service uh, even if that comes at the expense of whatever often it is labor Uh, so when we see that happen you know I think you see that reflected in some of these comments where the consumer is really pushing for, I want to maintain the level of service that y'all are providing me. I want this to be seamless for me, the individual consumer. Please make sure that continues. Um, so I, I don't really have much of a comment there. I just think it's it's an interesting dynamic that's worth thinking about. Uh, but on top of that, uh, spokesman Corey Lundberg, a Walmart spokesman, reassured that this would not result in the laying off of workers, especially cashiers, because of the new program, and that instead their roles would evolve into something else. Um, you know, I I don't really have a lot of confidence in that kind of statement just because of the size of Walmart. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Walmart wins because they are able to, with their... Uh, resources available and their size undercut local business uh drive away competition and become the sole supplier of goods in you know small municipalities yeah then as they drive out that business then the workers from those businesses come and work at walmart instead uh often for slightly lower pay and uh a lot of the uh a lot of the poverty that also comes from the low pay of Walmart just gets subsidized through um, welfare programs through the government. So uh, Walmart actually benefits in a lot of ways from our social safety net because they can just push off the cost of paying <laughs> the workers for food and, and basic goods mm-hmm. onto the government instead to fork over um, from tax dollars. So when you see a spokesman say that they promise that no one's going to be laid off, especially the cashiers, because of a program that eliminates cashiers. I just think, okay, well, Walmart, it's not like their branding is excellent service. It's not like their branding is come to Walmart to interact and have a lot of fun with our workers or that like we try to set a different atmosphere or culture at Walmart. The point of Walmart is you go, it's a huge warehouse and it's supposed to be cheaper where it's supposed to be convenient and you get your stuff and you leave. Uh, And so the workers in that sense just fulfill the immediate function of how can we get our products at the lowest possible cost to as many customers as possible and drive out as much of the competition in the area as possible as well. Right. And that means that the workers aren't necessarily an essential part of the equation if cutting them out means we can provide better service or we can 
um, we can, well, really, we can provide faster service at a cheaper cost and offload uh, some of the costs of labor onto the customers themselves who will sure. just, you know, do the work that the cashier would do. So that is why something like this, though it sounds exciting for the consumer potentially to have a touchless experience where they can just swipe their stuff and leave, um, you know, maybe you're an introvert, you don't really want to talk to the cashier today, fine. But the long-term effects of this is when Walmart decides that they want to roll out a cashierless experience at every single one of their stores, that means potentially millions of people now no longer have work. And I would have to see Walmart say, no, these workers are evolving into a more customer-centric, service-oriented, experience-oriented job where they are able to provide a more interpersonal, individualized experience to our customers for me to feel like, ah, okay, the cashier job is not disappearing. They're just like doing a, a different function now and serving a new role. Because what it sounds like here is just, we don't need these people anymore. Buy, And that feels like just a lot of power for one company to decide uh, the future of millions of, of low wage workers. It's just, yeah, it's kind of concerning in my opinion. But the technology, I guess, you know, is interesting and is neat, but uh, that typically doesn't outweigh some of those material uh negative consequences in my opinion what are your thoughts on that yeah no i i think you're right i think it all it is all dependent on how walmart moves from here right and, and what that right. looks like and you know you mentioned okay yeah nobody like talks about walmart being you know this uh incredible like customer service experience or, or anything like that and, you, and you're right but you wonder if walmart thinks that they could be that right like that right that maybe that is part of their plan that just hasn't been spoken about yet. That feels, I don't know, maybe optimistic on my part to say, but I, I guess there is that possibility, right? That they do see themselves as, okay, yeah, we keep these people on, but then we offer a more hands-on interactive experience where we have more people on the floor helping you find what you need. Um, you know, I, I saw a post on Twitter from a friend of mine the other day. It was like the most baffling thing about going to the grocery store is that I never know where to find Velveeta um, because it's the the Velveeta that you would use in like a in queso or something like that because it's not with cheese in the refrigerated section because it doesn't need to be refrigerated which is a whole nother conversation but um, you know if you do have more people you know an attendant on every aisle helping you find things or you know more people that are there in that self-checkout area uh, because it's annoying to try to buy alcohol uh, because you always have to have an attendant there um, when it comes to self-checkout, things like that. I suppose they could improve the experience. And so it's all dependent on how Walmart moves on from here um, and, and what they decide to do as far as redeploying those employees and hopefully keeping them on, because I think you're right. But and I don't know about you, but every podcast I've done with a company that does kiosk technology or anything like that has always touted the fact that it makes a company more efficient and that it improves profits and that sort of thing. And with more efficiency, you know, begets more business. And with that, you need more people there to make sure the business runs. And so you don't actually end up letting anybody go. So that's always been the line from, from kiosk companies that we've talked to. And so I'll be curious to see if that's the case with Walmart and what they decide to do with this. Definitely. Definitely. And I think it also comes down to, uh, yeah, like you said, I, I don't think it is impossible for the the mindset of Walmart's board of directors 
to be thinking, how can Walmart become more of an experience company? Mm -hmm. Because that's really where retail's brain has been at for the last several years. It's not really the death of brick and mortar. Well, although COVID might kind of reaffirm that in a different way. Uh, it's really, you know, how does brick and mortar fit into this essential now hybrid economy of e-commerce and brick and mortar retail? So I could see Walmart heading in that direction. Again, we don't really know at this point until I think we see the success or the uh, unsuccessfulness of this cashierless rollout. Um, but yeah, I, I also think the dynamics of uh, what motivates kiosk, excuse me, what, gosh, what motivates kiosk usage uh, for even just a smaller grocery chain or for, uh, you know, um, businesses looking to roll out uh, kiosks for check-in or for uh, healthcare services, mm -hmm. like the, the motivations to get workers off of mundane tasks and put them to work elsewhere, I think shifts when you're talking about like the scale of Walmart, you know, when, you t when you're talking about the literal largest private employer in the world making employment or, uh, you know, uh, labor flow decisions will probably have different consequences too, like once you get to that scale. So I, I again, just wonder what that's going to look like. And I challenge people to, yeah. uh, you know, keep their eye on this because, um, you know, if our consumer convenience means the cost of, of uh, you know, millions of, of jobs for people, then, you know, is it really worth it basically? And that's the question I've been asking myself a lot as a consumer and as a as someone reporting on business news. so Yeah, no, that, that's a good point, and especially for a group that we have recently labeled as uh, essential, right? right? You know, right. like th that's, y you have to think about that. Like, uh, we've recently right. just labeled right. these people first, as essential first, business. First, we're going to make you work uh, hours on hours on hours in the middle of a yes. pandemic, and then we're going to phase you out completely by. So it's like, yeah, that's a great point. That's a great point. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, hmm. again, to, to me, it all comes down to Walmart's response, you know, how this how this rollout goes and then what they do after that. Totally agree. So we'll see. As always. As always. This was a snippet from Business Casual with Daniel Litwin and Tyler Kern, your B2B morning radio show. Tune in Wednesdays and Fridays at 9 a.m. Central on the Simple Radio app or marketscale.com slash industries.